This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. Animals don't exist in order to teach us things, but that is what they have always done. And most of what they teach us is what we think we know about ourselves. The purpose of animals in medieval bestiaries, for example, was to give us lessons in how to live. I don't know anyone who now thinks of pelicans as models of Christian self-sacrifice, or the imagined couplings of vipers and lampreys an allegorical exhortation for wives to put up with unpleasant husbands. But our minds still work like bestiaries. We thrill at the notion we could be as wild as a hawk or weasel, possessing the inner ferocity to go after the things we want. We laugh at animal videos that make us yearn to experience life as joyfully as a bounding lamb. A photograph of the last passenger pigeon makes palpable the grief and fear of our own unimaginable extinction. We use animals as ideas to amplify and enlarge aspects of ourselves, turning them into simple, safe harbours for things we feel and often cannot express. None of us see animals clearly. They're too full of the stories we've given them. Encountering them is an encounter with everything you've ever learned about them from previous sightings, from books, images, conversations. Even rigorous scientific studies have asked questions of animals in ways that reflect our human concerns. In the late 1930s, for example, when the Dutch and German ethologists Nico Tinbergen and Konrad Lorenz towed models resembling flying hawks above turkey chicks and saw them freeze in terror, they were trying to prove that these birds hatched with something like the image of a flying hawk already in their minds. Later research, however, suggested that it's likely young turkeys learn what to fear from other turkeys, and to me these 1930s experiments seem shaped by the anxieties of a Europe threatened for the first time by large-scale aerial warfare, when pronouncements were made that no matter how tight national defence, the bomber will always get through. Simply knowing that fragment of history and knowing that domesticated turkey chicks freeze when a hawk-like shape flies overhead makes them more complicated creatures in my mind than farmyard poultry or oven-ready carcasses. For the more time spent researching, watching, and interacting with animals, the more the stories they're made of change, turning into richer stories with the power to alter not only what you think of the animal, but who you are. It has broadened my notion of home to think of what that concept might mean to a nurse shark or a migratory barn swallow. Altered my notion of family after I learned of the breeding systems of acorn woodpeckers where several males and females together raise a nest of young. It's not that creatures work as models for human lives. No one I know thinks that humans should spawn like wave-borne fish or subsist entirely on flies, but the more I've learned about animals, the more I've come to think there might not be only one right way to express care, to feel allegiance, a love for place, a way of moving through the world.